in this series of Preventive Measures for Teaching Children Not to Fall into the Patterns of Life that we so often see in adults later on, we have talked about helping children to face up to life's problems and to their sin, helping children not to shift the blame but to really assume the responsibility and confess their sin. We've talked about getting children to do things right away, and we've also talked about disciplining children by planning and then by keeping those plans and schedules that they have made. Now today, we're going to talk about another very critical matter. How many resentful people there are in this world? I suppose this week, you've already run into people who have been deeply resentful. You've either heard them speak resentfully about others, or you've been the butt of their resentment, or maybe you've been that resentful person yourself. But a resentful person who takes out his resentment on the person who has wronged him. Somebody who pays back evil for evil. That's what I'm talking about today. And that tendency is built into sinners, built into little sinners, to children. How many times around your house have you heard one of your children say to the other or about another child in school or a playmate, well, she pulled my hair so I can pull hers. Or he hit me, I'll hit him back. That's just built into us. That's the way we are. We're sinners who want to get even. We want to take our own vengeance upon others. And little children are filled with it. Nobody ever teaches it to them. They don't have to be taught. That's the way they are. You kick me, I'll kick you. You pull my hair, I'll pull yours. You hit me, I'll hit you back. You spit at me, I'll spit back at you. You call me a name, I'll call you a worse one. That's the way kids are built, because they're sinners. Now the Bible says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and curse not. And it says, never pay back evil for evil to anyone. That's all in Romans 12, verse 14 and verse 17. And in verse 21, it says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Children need to be instructed at an early age that the only way to handle all the wrong things that are going to be done to them, and there will be many wrong things done to them, is to handle those wrong things rightly, to handle wrong things righteously, to handle wrongdoing toward themselves the way God says to handle that wrongdoing, by doing good in return for evil. Now, that doesn't come naturally. That has to be taught, and that has to be energized by the Spirit of God. And you know, this whole question of paying back evil for evil or cursing for cursing is something that is so much a part of childhood that probably nothing else would be more important to teach your child in many ways than this pattern, uh, which is to give good and do good and to speak good words to those who speak bad words and do good and give you wrong things. And so here we have it. A child says, what do I do? A child comes in crying, complaining about what another has done. At this point, the parent has to be very careful be sure not to say, all right, you hit them back, because the tendency may be a part of yours too. I've heard of Christian parents who say, I'm going to teach my child how to fight so he can defend himself. 
so he can really lay low that bully around the corner, and that bully won't be a bully anymore. But you know, that's only spreading more of the same. That's returning evil for evil. No, the only thing that's more powerful than evil is good. And that bully needs to be overcome by doing good, not to be overcome by giving more of the same. So the parent himself has to be clear about his own attitude, even when he's angry about what another child has done to his child. He must be careful to remember Romans 12 and to present a biblical response to this. Never take your own revenge, Paul says in Romans 12:19. So the child must be taught to do good to the one who has done wrong. So let's suppose that a child comes along, you have a, your child has a new bike, and one of his friends comes along and says, that's not a good bike, that bike's no good. Now this child's really jealous that he doesn't have a bike, and so that's why he's responding that way, and he's downgrading your child's bike. What can your child do in return? When he sees the other child have something, maybe his own bike or something else, he can go out and comment on how wonderful it is for that kid to have that bike and how nice... There are uh, certain features about that bike or that toy that that other child has. Uh, and so he can encourage the other kid about what he has and be good and return good in relationship to that child rather than uh, to return some kind of a nasty comment in response. You know, there are a hundred ways in which a parent can encourage his child to do this. But we have to be aware of the problems because children are probably the most vicious people around. There is probably nobody more thoughtless than one child speaking to another. How deeply they can injure each other by their words, far more so even than by their physical ability to injure one another. Thoughtless words, careless words, children who have not yet learned how to hold back their tongues, who, who blurt out whatever first comes to their minds. Of course, some people never change that whole picture throughout their life. But children are so full of this, and it is so easy by what they speak, hurt another. How we must teach our children to bless those who persecute, to bless and not curse in return. And to bless means to say something good to that child in response to the bad thing that he says to you. It means to ask God to do the good thing for that child, even when that child has really cursed you and asked God to do something wrong to you without knowing what his curse meant. And then to pay back no evil for evil done to you to always try to think of something good to do in response. Now, how can you get this done? It's not easy. Well, verse 17 of Romans 12 has the key. It says, never pay back evil for evil, but respect what is right in the sight of all men. Well, now the word respect doesn't quite do it. Literally in the original, it says, plan what is right in the sight of all men. The only way that a child is going to be able in the heat of battle not to curse in response to cursing, not to hit back in response to hitting back, is to have talked over what to do instead in those times of battle. Well, if a child knows what to do, he won't just lash out with more of the same, but if he has a response, if he's planned ahead of time in the cool with you how to handle bad situations and what to say and what to do, then he will have an alternative. But if he has no alternative, he'll respond with more of the same according to that nature that is within him. And so it's our job to teach children what to say ahead of time. Maybe role play a few situations with them. Run through certain circumstances that seem to be recurrent and try to tell children what to do if they should recur again and so on. This would be a very important and very critical way of training children ahead of time. Planning with them. Sitting down 
to say, now, when Billy does that again, let's see what we can do. How can you do good? What kinds of good things could you do? And actually helping your child to think through some things and you helping him by priming the pup and giving him some ideas. This might be a, the most important thing preventively in this area that you could possibly do, to plan what is right in the sight of all men. Lord, it's not easy for sinners not to retaliate. It's not easy for us not to take vengeance. It's not easy for us to try to uh, do good when others have wronged us. But we're not asking about something easy. We're asking about child training. That's hard business all the way. So we might as well do what you tell us to do. From the beginning, it's always going to be hard. And so we pray that you will help us to do that. For we ask it in Christ's name. Amen.